Isn't he good? Let's just do this. Uh, we sang it, but let's make it personal. We're just going to bow our heads for a second. And I want you to have a conversation with the Lord about how good he's been in your life. Think of some specifics. Think of some moments. Think of some stories. Think of some uh, events where you've seen God's goodness. And give him thanks. And give him praise. Let's turn our attention, the eyes of our soul, to God's goodness in our lives. Let's just take a minute and do that. Father, we, your people, stand in this place this day as testimonies to your faithfulness, your love, your kindness, your saving grace in our lives. We lift up hearts that are full of gratitude. And hopefully, Father, you would help us lift up lives that shine as testimonies to the goodness of our God that we would sing it, not just in church, not just with our brothers and sisters, we would sing about God's goodness with our lives. We would live in the goodness of God. And Father, that as we run sometimes our own way and do our own thing, that you would show us, you would give us eyes to see or a heart that feels your goodness coming after us to stop us from what would bring death or destruction, to stop us from even our plans that seem good, to bring us into your plan that actually is good. Some of us struggle with that right now. We wonder what you're doing. We wonder where, you're all, where you are, what's happening in our lives. We've seen your goodness in the past, but it's hard to see it in the presence. And right now, in this moment, I pray, Father, that you would show us your goodness. Show us your love. Show us your power. Bring us close to your heart, we pray. So this day we lift up grateful hearts. Bring life to us as we look to you in praise, we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a seat this morning. And I want to welcome you here on the last Sunday of Daylight Savings Time. Next week you all are going to be much, much brighter and cheerier with an extra hour as you show up at church. So uh, glad that you're here today. I believe that God has a purpose and a plan in you being here. And uh, we serve a good God, don't we? He has been good to me. I can testify to that throughout my whole life. And uh, as I look around, I see stories, and courses of life that we've been on where God's goodness has kept after us, even when we tried to run away from it. Aren't you glad for that? God is so, so good. So uh, today we have an immense privilege and honor to have our brother Jim come and speak to us. And I just want to, here's my introduction from today. Um, you guys know Jim. You know how awesome and wonderful and much of a blessing he is to us. But I'm going to ask you, right now, he's about, he's like in this campaign for re-election. And this is not a political kind of deal. This is a brother kind of deal. Uh, that's a heavy weight. And uh, I love Jim. I'm, I'm glad to support him in every and any way that I can. Pray for him. Would, could we as his church family commit over the next, what's it, 10 days? Nine. Nine. nine not days? that I'm counting. I'm not, not counting. Not that you're counting. <laughs> could we join with him and support him 
as brothers and sisters in Christ in prayer. I think that would be the greatest blessing we could give him over the next nine days. All right, Jim, come to share with us. Amen. Amen. I'll have that check for you in a little bit, Mark. Thank you. Oh, man, God is good. Amen. Amen. Uh, usually I do a warm up and just get the sermon started, but God was really speaking to me through the, that, those songs. Um, uh, Surrounded and uh, the goodness of God are just really, really powerful songs. And for a long time, God has just uh, laid on my heart evangelism as to what I was going to talk about today and just sharing the gospel and sharing what God has done in your life. And man, those two songs just like right here, I don't know why God does this. Like he works with me and I get this sermon ready and he just throws a curveball at the end. And sometimes we miss it on evangelism because we don't realize we're just sharing what God has done in our life. We're just sharing the work. I mean, all my life, he's been faithful. And so for some reason, I get worried around a, call, uh, around a water cooler if I'm going to seem too overbearing if I mention the name of Jesus. See, I'm scared to share his name, but when I'm here Sunday morning, I'll raise my hand and say, all my life he's been faithful. And I meet it right here, but God's calling, it, calling me to meet it when I'm at work. And I just, wow, I was not ready for that. And, I, and the other song is uh, Surrounded. Man, I've been fighting some battles, and it's good to be reminded that, man, this is how we fight. We just praise the Lord. Man, it's good to praise the Lord. All right, folks, Mark uh, mentioned it. My life has just been all over the map the last, it's, it's been uh, different than usual. It's been since April. I've been, I've knocked on over, I think it's like 6,000, something crazy. I don't, I don't want to think about any more of that now that Mark got it out of the way. Uh, but I had a really unique opportunity this past week. I had a, an interview that actually had nothing to do with uh, election stuff or anything. It was just a, a local um, a telecommunications company took me on a walk uh, through Gloucester County, and we did an interview, and it was just, um, it was really, really cool. If you want to see it, it's on my Facebook page. But, um, like, this guy asked me all about my life, and we did, um, it's, his series is called Walking and Talking with Tim, and he just, he did, we walked for two hours, and then for the last 15 minutes, he videotapes it, and we just, I answer questions about me and who I am, and and it's been cool because uh, people that uh, I haven't talked to in a while, people from all out the course of my life have been reaching out and talking to me about it. And I knew where God was calling me. God was calling me to Zacchaeus. And um, he called me there because I saw this, you know, you guys are going to think I'm nuts. I saw this meme that talked about Zacchaeus. Like, imagine being uh, in the Bible, had Jesus come to your house, you give half of what you have to the, to the poor, and uh, thousands of years later, they're still clowning you about your height. Like, if you grew up in church, you knew that there was this, anybody know the old song about Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he? I mean, I don't know why they say we. I don't know, like, why could they just say small? But it, it just, it had me thinking about labels and, um, and, and people, right? We, we give labels, we use labels all the time. For my whole life, anytime I think of Zacchaeus, I think of he's a wee little man. Like, that is just... How insulting of me, how insulting of me to just connotate uh, Zacchaeus in his stature. And the good part about, like the unique part about the interview and my friends reaching out to me, uh, I had people like send me uh, like comments about how sweaty I was or about how big I was or about how bold I was. Like there's all these labels that get used to describe us as individuals. And sometimes labels can miss the mark, right? 
Zacchaeus ended up, he, he was all those things. He did have this personal interaction with Jesus and he did give half of what he had to the poor. But for so long, I focused on how short he was. And then something else, you know, God does all these God things through the course of like life and he's good. And it was a funny one. Um, I ha everybody has somebody in their family who's like funny or unique. My mom's brother, my uncle, is real. He is like my biggest cheerleader. He doesn't live in Gloucester County, but he's like my biggest cheerleader. And he, if he, anyone brings up anything Gloucester County, he just says, my nephew's a commissioner there. My nephew's a commissioner. They could be talking about like a restaurant that they went to. Oh yeah, that's in Gloucester County. My nephew's a commissioner there. And like, he just loves to like throw that out. And um, he recently mentioned, because of all the other stuff, that, oh yeah, Jim Jefferson, he's my nephew. He's a great guy. And the guy's stone cold, like doesn't skip a beat. And he usually is saying this to people that don't know me. And this guy did know who I was, but didn't know me. He goes, Bob, are you nuts? That guy's black. And, like he missed, he, missed the, he missed the part that I was his nephew and only focused on the label of what I look like. My uncle happens to be white. So he happened to miss the important part of our family connection and only focused on the outward part, which didn't make sense to him. See, labels can be misleading. Labels can get us to focus on the wrong part. And I felt ashamed. It's all right to laugh in church. You don't have to worry about it. It's okay to laugh. That was pretty funny when that guy said, like he stopped dead in his tracks. Like my uncle thought he was onto something. But um, labels can be misleading. Labels can get us to focus on the wrong thing. And I felt so wrought to this uh, passage about Zacchaeus because, man, for all this time I've been focusing just on the short part. Just because of that song, and I was a kid, and all I thought about Zacchaeus was he was a wee little man. That's all I thought of. That's all I thought of. But today, um, through this uh, sharing of this word, we're going to, I believe, uh, go over some spiritual truths about Zacchaeus. So turn with me to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, Jesus, in 18, at the end of 18, Jesus was on his way to Jericho. He had just healed a, a blind man, and then he encounters Zacchaeus. We're going to start in 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. So we have uh, the setting, Jesus is passing through, there's a crowd, and we have this person, Zacchaeus, that really wants to see him. So he climbs a tree. Who is Zacchaeus? He is the chief tax collector. He is short. I know that part, I'll never forget the short part, but he's the chief tax collector. What does that mean? Well, in this area, that means he had people working underneath him. So he was the chief, he had people he was responsible for. And they, as a tax collector at that time, unfortunately, they were known as, in essence, extortionists. They were taking and strong-arming money from their people, their own people, to give back to the Romans. And they weren't um, moral folks. They were using their positions of authority to get more money for themselves. Like, this is a bad dude. I mean, he's not a nice guy in any sense of the word because he's betraying people that are his own, getting personally wealthy from it, and he's using and abusing power. So Zacchaeus is short, he's rich, he's got a lot of money, he's powerful, 
but he wants to see Jesus. And he wants to see Jesus so bad that he climbs a tree. Now, I don't know if, I mean, if the Lord's coming, maybe I'm gonna climb a tree. I'm gonna struggle to climb a tree, but maybe I'd try it, I don't know. But to me, that just shows the level of desire. Here's a man who on earth has it all, really. But he knows there's something about Jesus. He knows that Jesus has something that he wants to see what it's about so bad that he's gonna climb up on a tree. And what, God, what that said to me was, folks, there are people all around us that are looking for Jesus. There are people all around us. And by their outward appearance, they might not seem like they quote unquote are missing anything by this world's standards. But people are looking for them, looking for him, and they're near you. See, evangelism, sometimes we make it to be so much bigger than it really is. Is it uncomfortable? All right, I, I guess I can admit it, it, it is. All right, it is. But man, how else are folks gonna know about the Lord if we don't tell them? See, I take this tack, well, I'm not gonna tell them about Jesus. I'm just gonna live like it. Oh, that's not, that's not gonna happen. Because I fall short, right? So it's like, I, I give myself this out, like, well, I'm not gonna say these things because I don't wanna feel uncomfortable, so I'll just do my best to make sure I behave in a way that people will see Jesus. Do, should my behavior matter? Yes, but so should my words. Should I be pointing people to Jesus with how I talk? Should I tell my testimony of how God saved me and what he delivered me from? Yeah, I should, because there are people like Zacchaeus, so thirsty for truth, knowledge, and hope that they're willing to climb trees for. And the sad part for me, I think in my life, how many times has there been a Zacchaeus next to me and I'm talking about sports, weather, or politics and what they really need to hear is the truth of God's word. And I'm talking about all these other things because I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that born again person. And God is just saying to me, and it was all through this, uh, you know, I'm walking and talking with this guy that I didn't really know doing this interview. And I'm talking about my life as uh, I just uh, finished my 19th year of ministering in prison. And to, like, to somebody that's a non-believer, that's like a unique conversation piece. And then I just felt broken because, man, I do so much talking about Jesus and who he is when I'm on the mission field. How much do I do it in my everyday life? How much am I evangelizing everywhere I go? Not just, hey, here's my mission field. This is where I'm Jim. God forgive me for not taking my testimony, taking my evangelism everywhere I go. But there are people that are searching. So we got Zacchaeus, we know who he is, we know what he did. Let's turn, verse four, I mean with verse five, excuse me. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. Folks, evangelism has to be personal. It has to be personal. Jesus called him by name. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I'm going to your house. That is a real personal thing to show up at somebody's house and spend time with them. And I think, you know what? I won't speak for anybody else. I've got it twisted because Evangelism isn't me standing up here or standing anywhere at work, at home, on social media, and just reciting scripture or facts. It's about getting to know people. It's about meeting people where they are, 
Jesus saw Zacchaeus up in a tree. He didn't say, yo, you're nuts. What are you doing up there? He didn't like, he said, no, I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. And he called him by name. There's got to be some like personal touch that we do with our evangelism. Uh, there are a lot of people here. I don't know how many. I don't know where each of you are in life. But I guarantee, I don't have any money, so I'm not going to bet. But I guarantee you all know somebody that needs Jesus. Amen. You all know somebody that you interact with on a regular basis that is outside of Christ, that is looking for hope, that has a hole in their heart that only Jesus can fill. I, like I said, I don't know all of you by name. I don't know where all of you are in life, but I know those things are true. I think today, God is calling you to remind you that we need to get in the business of evangelism. We need to make sure that we're sharing what God has done on the cross, what he has done in his word, and what he's done in your life. Because there are people that need to hear it. Zacchaeus was alive a long time ago, and we all know who he is. We all know who he is because Jesus went out of his way, made it personal, went to his house, and made a connection and shared with him who he was. And that changed like all of the world because all this time later, here we are in South Jersey singing about Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man. You never know where God's going to take your sharing your story. You never know where God's going to take you sharing the gospel. Mark has been walking us through in and not of this world. We are, and we're navigating a tricky time in life. There is a lot going on. And because of all that that is going on, whether it be real or in this superficial social media world, people are, are like watching how believers navigate it. Are we like all the time like swayed by the world's events? Am I scared to death that we're going to World War III? I don't want to make light of what happens but folks, it's time for God's people to be sure that God's in control. Whether it be thousands of miles away or whether it be right here in your own life. Christian people need to live like God's on the throne. See, we like having this like hellfire insurance, like, well, at least I know when I check out, I'm going to go to heaven. Like, I, I feel good. Like, I don't, I, I, hey, what happens in this life is one thing. At least I know for all eternity, I'll be in heaven. No, that our faith is much more than having this like golden ticket to get to heaven when we die. Like there is life happening all around us. There is trials, tribulations, ups, downs. People like Zacchaeus are looking for something that they know they're missing. Christian people should be navigating, walking, talking in a way where we're in this world we're definitely not moved by it. That the world might be going to hell in a handbasket. Things might be falling apart and we might have like real calamity coming our way. But as that song said, all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good. Amen. See, my fear is for me, that's just a song I sing. But man, if I live that way, 
day in and day out, the people that I interact with at work, my family, they would really see like a changed life. They would really see peace. And who here isn't looking for peace? Do you think people that don't know Jesus, do you think they're looking for peace? Just think how crazy the world seems for us, right? We're believers and we know who wins in the end and we get rattled and we get tossed about. Uh, take, try to take a step back and imagine what a non-believer thinks when they see all this chaos. Pretty scary. But if they saw you walking faithfully, if they saw you walking assuredly, and then on top of it, you're telling them about why you have that peace and why you can walk by faith. I dare say the world might change. I dare say that there might be a revival because folks, the world's way doesn't work. We're in this world, right? Mark's been talking about this, in and not of this world, we're in it. And the world has like a natural pull and you can be successful in this world and still be empty like Zacchaeus. And he was so broke that he climbed up on a 30 foot tree to see Jesus. And the sad part is, if you go to the end of verse seven, the people around said, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. That's another reason I feel like we miss it with evangelism. We spend a lot of time talking about the wrongdoings of other people. See, the people around Jesus, when, he, when they saw Jesus interact with Zacchaeus, they didn't say, man, that Jesus, he has a heart for people. He loves everybody. No, they wanted to cast dispersions about how awful Zacchaeus was. It's getting quiet. It's getting quiet. See, folks, we're not called to keep describing people as awful. Do you see how that burned? That's a burn right there. Like, oh, look at Jesus. Who does he think he is? He's going with that awful person. Who seems more in the right, Jesus or the people saying that? But too often, God's people are like, yeah, those people are awful. Look what those people are doing. Those people are sinners. In this story, Jesus looks like he's on the right side of things, not those people that are describing how awful Zacchaeus is. Uh-oh. Because I know I have a lot of people that I describe as awful. Cowboy fans. <laughs> I do that. Like, how can they make, how can, they, how can people I know and love be so lost? <laughs> I do that, right? That's one way I, I'll be humorous about it. But folks, if I got real, there's a lot of people where I talk about their sin in a way that's not pointing them to heaven. I can joke about it, but I can also be real. I talk about people in their sin like I'm somehow better than them. How's that for evangelism? How's that focusing on my sin earned me hell? So where do I get off trying to act like I'm better than somebody else? See, we struggle with evangelism because we forget that their sin and our sin have the same scriptural real life consequence. It's separation from God. So whatever someone else's sin, it has, you have to pay the same price for yours. So when you start to think yours is better, yours is different, guess what folks, I hate to break it to you, you're not better and it's no different. I feel like we, to be better at evangelism, we have to change how we look at people. There's either folks that have Jesus and folks that don't. 
it breaks my heart that those people said that, that there goes Jesus and he goes to be with a sinner. Because I've been those people too. Yeah, what is Mark doing talking to that guy? Doesn't Mark know what that guy's done? Mm. Mm. There are people looking for Jesus. Zacchaeus was looking for Jesus. Jesus made it personal. Called him by name, went to him, went to his house. Personal. Let's see what happens. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. If I cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times that amount. Jesus said, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save what was lost. Whew. Because Jesus had a personal interaction, because Jesus made it a personal point to go to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus found hope. Zacchaeus found salvation in Jesus. And Zacchaeus changed. He took his worldly wealth, promised to give it back to people that he stole from, and then said on top of that, I'm gonna give half of what I had to the poor. Zacchaeus, all my life, I remember him from being short. After one meeting with Jesus, Zacchaeus got it in a way that I haven't yet. Now I'm ashamed because how much do I hold on to worldly possessions? How much do I ha hang on to my stuff? Well, God, I need this for X, Y, and Z. One meeting with Jesus and he gave it all away. One meeting with Jesus, Jesus exposed where he was wrong and Jesus didn't have to tell him what to do. He knew where to go. Folks, I've been delivered way more than once. I've been saved way more than once. God has proven who he is way more than once. And how many times do I forget? How many times do I act like I got to hold on and control what's mine? Zacchaeus was an awesome guy because he caught that he was saved from something and he repented and changed real quick. He caught it. Okay, so you might say, well, Jim, right now you seem like you've caught the vision. I think we need to encourage other to carry the vision. While we catch it, it does us no good to catch it and hold on to it. We've got to share it. We've got to keep it going. One reason why is I feel like in verse 9, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. Jesus is so good. Jesus is so good, and he knew the crowd he was talking to, the people he was talking to, the time he was talking to, because of Zacchaeus and who he was, he said he's a son of Abraham to unify. See, Zacchaeus spent his time stealing and extorting the people around him, and they were separated. They were cast out. How could Zacchaeus turn his back on us? How could he treat us that way? And once salvation comes, there is no better unifier than the blood of Jesus Christ. We are living in a divided world. Mark's been talking about in this world, but not of it. See, there's unity in no other name but Jesus. We can't find unity just because we happen to like the same team or we happen to root for the same person on American Idol, folks. There only is unity found in Jesus. So when we share him, when we know him, that's when people will start to see unity. People are looking for it. We have access to it. But 
I'm going to go there. How often does the church seem more divided than the world? We'll get up and leave a church because, I see, I keep going old school because we sing hymns and not choruses or choruses and not hymns. That's an old school debate because I remember choruses when choruses came in. Like that was like, oh no, we're moving away from the hymnal. But whatever the issue might be, how come God's people aren't mirroring unity? I love that Jesus said that right there. He wanted those folks that were just trying to clown Zacchaeus, right? Look, Jesus went to be with that sinner. He said, no, now today he's a son of Abraham. He's one of mine. Because salvation came to him. The last P I want to talk about, I said, people were looking. Zacchaeus is looking. People around you are looking. Jesus made it personal by calling him by name, going to his house. He's also making it a priority. He's making evangelism a priority. The Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Folks, if Jesus said he came to seek and save what was lost, I'm telling you, if you have him, that's what he's telling you to do too. Far too often in life, we're trying to survive. I'll be honest, I'm just trying to survive the last nine days. And I, and that's, I would say that to people all the time. I'm just trying to get through. Just get me there. Just get me through. And through the midst of this journey, I'm opening this word and God smacks me down and said, boy, you better not try to survive. You better be seeking and saving what was lost because that's why I saved you. Folks, we are called to live so much more than just survival. We're not here just to get by. We know where we're headed. We know we have victory to celebrate. It's on its way. So no matter what's in front of us right now, our calling is to seek and save what was lost. I need to get better at it. I'll just be honest with you. You don't have to raise any hands if you do. Maybe it's only me. Maybe I'm the only one that needs to get better with evangelism. Maybe I'm the only one that needs to find the people around me that are looking. Maybe I'm the one that needs to, to make it personal and make it a priority. Maybe it's just me. But since I'm saying I'm struggling there or I need help there, I want you to pray for me for this. That no matter where I go, I am sharing who God is and what he's done. That I, with my words, I'm talking about who God is and what he's done in my life and making it a priority. Not just, hey, uh, my church is great, why don't you come hear this guy, Mark? How's that evangelism, folks? How are folks going to see in your life that you've been changed if you want them to go hear somebody else? They're in your life so you can tell them. They're in your life so that you can say, hey, look, I was this way. God saved me. I've been delivered, and now I'm this way. The people around you need to hear that. I'm not one for evangelism that you stand like in Times Square and just shout, Jesus love, like, Maybe there's a call for that for somebody. I think God's making a, a very personal call to you. He's saying, hey, there are people that are looking. Why don't you make it personal for you and for them? And you need to make it a priority. We're in this world, but not of it. We've been navigating a lot of spiritual truths in that vein. Today, I'm not the pastor so I can do this. I'm telling you to do something about it. 
I'm telling you through God and his word that he's calling us to share it with our mouth. He's calling us to be unified through the blood of Jesus. He's calling us to be personally exposed to people around us that say, and the only way I can get through is through my faith in Jesus Christ. And to do that, I need a personal relationship with him where I am seeking him every day, where I'm relying on his word every day. See, to share that means you have to do that. That's how it goes together. And that, in essence, is what our walk is supposed to be. We're outside of Christ. We have an interaction with Jesus Christ and we see who he is and what he did. We're saved, delivered. And then we have a road to walk until he calls us home. There is power in sharing the word. There is power in sharing your testimony. I don't want to be a person that calls out other people and how awful their sin is. I'd rather be a person who talks about how great God is and what he did in my life. I'd rather say, you know what? The world is falling apart around us globally. And even in my life, I've seen everything fall apart and I've lost it all. But I could stand up and say, God saved me. God delivered me and I can have peace through the storm. I can walk and face anything this world has because I know I have him. That's how people come to know him. That's how the people around you that are seeking him, they don't even know it. That's how they find him, through you, through you. Not Mark up here on Sundays, through you. I'm feeling led to just say, maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you're out there and you don't have a personal relationship with him and you don't know what I'm talking about. Folks, today is the day of salvation. If you don't know who Jesus Christ is, he loves you. He died on a cross to pay for the, the weight, the penalty of your sin, and he's calling you to him. There's no time to wait. There's no time to waste. Your way won't work, but Jesus is calling. But if you do know him, he's calling you to see the people. He's calling you to make it personal. And he's calling you to make it a priority. Will we answer the call? Will we answer the call? Can you stand with me as we pray? So you guys, I have to stop talking. The next service I can go all day, but I have to actually stop talking. God is good. Remember, you have a story to tell for what he's done in your life. You have that. That's yours. You know who he is. You know how good he is. It wasn't one time like it was for Zacchaeus. Can we say amen if God's come through over and over and over again? He came through once for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus gave up half of his stuff and paid back all the people he stole from. I don't want your money. I, only God knows if he's calling you to give it to the poor. But I'm telling you, he's telling you today through his holy word, he's telling you to evangelize. 
He's telling you to tell your story. He's telling you to make a priority, to start walking and talking in a way that you're showing someone else the gospel. We can't be passive anymore. We've got to say no to that fear of like, oh no, what will people think? You know what, maybe I should want people to think that I'm completely sold out and in love with Jesus. Maybe that should be exactly what I want because I know that's my only hope. Today's the day, guys. We're called to evangelize, we're called to share. And we're all here together. We have folks that can encourage us and then we can encourage. We're not here by accident. We're a part of one family. Let's be encouraged to share God's word. Let's be encouraged to share our testimony because there are people all around us climbing trees looking for. Let's pray. God, you are good. And God, I'm embarrassed for how long I just thought of Zacchaeus as a short guy. But God, if we look past the labels, we find a story where somebody was so thirsty for change, was so thirsty for something whole, that he went so far out of his way to see Jesus. Jesus showed up, made it personal, went to his house, and Zacchaeus found salvation. God, I pray for all the people that are in our circle, in our collective sphere of influence. I pray, God, we would start sharing who you are. We would share what you've done. We would make it a priority to walk and talk about your goodness and about your love. And God, through that, we would see salvation. We would see deliverance. We would see change all around us that only you can bring. God, you are so good. You love us so much. And now you're calling us to share about how good and how much you love us to those around us. We thank you and we praise you for who you are. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus, the only name that can save. And all God's people said, amen. God bless you guys.